Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Sports. DT Sports Talk. All we talk sports. Sports talk. All I know is sports. DT Sports Talk. Talk about some sports. Yeah. Sports talk. All we know is sports. DT Sports Talk. All we talk sports. Sports talk, all I know is sports, yeah, DT sports talk, yeah. go we no talk sweet. sports, scheme, touchdown every time I score, I'm in the zone like 2-3, hustle hard like Nipsey, bring the corners back, Jalen Ramsey, in the trees like a Jaguar, but I switch it up, I'm an Aries, I ram it, chillin' in the clouds with some angels I met in Los Angeles, run through it, I'm a tight end, Derrick Henry, yeah. I'll forever be legendary, rest in peace to Kobe, LeBron James, you can't coach me, bring life to the game like MJ, then I get bored like Capella, and transform it like Steph Curry, I'ma make a splash, go K, the K stands for play, started getting rings like Vince, so they gave the trophy my name, man I'm cold like Lambo, it get messy when I kick it like Ronaldo or Neymar, either you going home or going hard, this sports talk with DC. No sleep. Yo, 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 yo. It's your boy ESPN from the hood, a.k.a. Live Hardball from Yachtown. Better known as Sports Talk DT, and we are live with another episode of Sports Talk DT on IFM Sports Radio. And we definitely want to give a shout-out to our producer, Mr. Rolo Tolodolo. He is the host of the Natural Relay Show. That appears every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday Saturdays on IFM Radio Nation. Definitely have to give a shout-out to the Sports Talk Gang, Sports Talk Day, Sports Talk D-Boys. Say what up? Yo, 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 what up, though? What's good, Sports Talk D-Boy? How you feeling tonight? Oh, I'm feeling awesome, feeling awesome. How you doing? Man, you sounded kind of broken up tonight, man. I don't know what's going on with the connection, man, but you sounded kind of broken up. Can you hear me clear? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Hold on. Yeah, you sound kind of... I don't know what's going on with Sports Talk D-Boy, but is uh, we have the world we know. Mr. Darren Boomer Williams on the line, the owner of the Embassy International. He has a new book out. He has so many things we want to talk about tonight, and we definitely want to welcome him to the show. How are you, sir? Yo. Sports Talk D-Boy. I mean, Sports Talk DT. This is Sports Talk D-Boy. I'm back. Okay, what's going on? What's going on? Nothing um, much. What happened to our guests? Are we, we going to keep the show rocking and rolling? Are we going to keep the show rocking and rolling, though? So, hey, so Sports... Hey, so Sports Talk D-Boy, man. Um... Will the Milwaukee Bucks clinch a championship to, uh, tonight for the first time since 1974 by yourself? Uh, you know, like, as we talked before, I said 
on on the last show I said that the Phoenix Suns was, was going to ha- was going to you know take it home, but you know how things change, so things kind of change, and you know like I always told you, the veteran usually wins. And so uh, Milwaukee Bucks is the veteran team. They're bigger and stronger, and they at home. They usually don't lose at home. So you know what? I don't know at this moment. But I'm going to go ahead and give it to Milwaukee Bucks. I changed my pick. I changed my pick only because the last couple of games, the Phoenix Suns kind of fumbled the ball. That's the only reason why. Well, well, Sports Talk D-Boy, did the Phoenix Suns really fumble the ball or did the Milwaukee Bucks just make uh, great plays? Well, you know what? See, I was I was going to get to that. So, since you asked me that question, I'm going to go ahead and break it down and, and go ahead and get to what I was going to say. The reason why the Milwaukee Bucks has taken over now or the reason why they look so dominant at this moment is because of the simple fact that what we what everybody was seeming to forgetting because of how Phoenix Suns was looking so flashy and looking pretty good at this at this time, Milwaukee Bucks is some big guys. They whole starting lineup on through their bench are some big guys. Even down to Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is bigger than bigger than Phoenix Suns guards. So now yes, sir. so now now that they realize that brute force will win the game, they're bigger, they're longer, they're stronger. You know, and, and so now they know what to do, and they're using it for their advantage. And that's the reason why I started to lean more towards Milwaukee Bucks because it only makes sense. And on top of that, they are the veteran team. They've been there. They've been through the blood and tears before. Giannis ain't got his feelings hurt the last couple of years. And how, how many times, you know, you're going to beat up the little baby. The little baby that got bigger and stronger. That goes for their whole team. The only, the only thing Phoenix Suns got for them is speed. That's the only way they're going to win is use their speed against them guys. Well, I think that the or, Phoenix Suns can go ahead. You, go ahead and talk to them. Go you, ahead. If if DeAndre Aiden wake up and become the uh, Aiden guy that he was in game one and two, probably make a, a big difference because Milwaukee Bucks doesn't really have an answer for that guy alone. He makes well, a big I distraction. Think, I think that the Phoenix Suns, man, will come out and make a balanced approach tonight. Uh, DeAndre Aiden, keep in mind he is only, what, 22, 23 years old. Uh, mm-hmm. At max, you know, drafted number one overall. He did not have any real playoff experience. And for his first real playoff experience, he did go all the way to the NBA Finals. He's being matched up against Brooke Lopez. Look, Brooke Lopez is not the best player, but he isn't the worst player at all. Uh, at all, you know what I mean? He is a veteran. Brooke Lopez. He do Brooke under- Lopez is a threat. He, he, I mean, Brooke, Brooke I, 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 I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say that with a lower, I'm gonna say that with a lowercase t, not a big okay, t, I agree a lowercase t. I agree. With that. <laughs> you know, you know, I totally <laughs> agree. But he he's is a, a big X. He's an X factor. He's, a, he's not he's a, a threat. He's a true X factor. He's a threat. Yes, he's, uh, he's, he's a true the X. floor. 
He, I mean, he can stretch he your defense. Daddy can. Daddy can. Daddy can. And, that, and that's and that's and that's tr- trouble for any team. Okay, sports for talk, boy. Let's look at it from the other side, though. What do the Phoenix Suns need to do to get a win tonight? Um. Well, like that uh, famous video that went viral last week for um for Monty Williams talking to his uh his son DeAndre A. Give him that pep talk, like he did that that day. Give him some more confidence, you know, uh, and make make him put faith into himself because he he he's a big distraction for any team. It's just you know he yeah. needs the confidence because it, it goes back to what you're saying. Said this is his first time ever, you know, in in the league because last year he didn't really play because due to his injury. But this year he made Absolutely. it all the way to the NBA fi- uh, final. So congrats to the big young fella. But, <clears throat> you know, on this type of stage, young fellas can choke. Can't, and I ain't going to say choke, but get nervous. Had a big butterfly in their stomach because this is a very large stage. It's very big scale. Absolutely. And, and for Uncle Chris Paul to put faith, I mean, to put faith into his team, man, get him the pep talk. And um, everybody play their job, and Mike can work. Right. Everybody do their everybody do their job. Not not overdo it and not underdo it. Just do your job, and they can have a very great chance. How with disappointing a, a would this be? Team. How disappointing would this be, though, Sports Talk D Boy, for Chris Paul to not secure an NBA championship tonight? Man, I mean, you know, for him as a player. It would be yes. heartbreaking. It would be heartbreaking, you know, and you know because to finally then, get to the know, championship and still don't secure the deal. Yeah, that might be heartbreaking, you know. But then, in his, you know, in his head, he might, he still might feel like he have another chance for next year. But for far as as far as from the end of this game or the next game, if he lose it until all the way to the beginning of to the ball bounce on the floor next season, you know, his heart going to be, you know, you know, he might, you know, he's going to be down. I mean, I would. Does it? After 16 does, years. Does and then, a, go ahead. Go ahead. And then, and, then, and then couldn't secure the bag, couldn't secure that big uh, trophy, you know, it could be heartbreaking unless, unless it might be the big controversy um, what's his name, Mr. Referee Mike Foster, Mark Foster? Scott this Foster. Guy. Scott Foster, excuse me, Scott Foster. You know, then that might Speak, kind of give him more of, confidence to go next year. Speaking of Scott Foster, Scott Foster is refereeing tonight in uh, game six. And uh, just just note to the wise, the uh, Chris Paul, uh, is 0-12 against Scott Foster this season. Yeah. And throughout his, uh, throughout his career, you never know what that number might be. You know it's very great, greater than what that is. So, uh, so, so what does Devin Booker have to do, Sports Talk D-Boy, to secure a win for the Phoenix Suns? Okay, you know, like, you know, before I answer that question, give me an opportunity to say this. You know, and, and this is this is my opinion, and uh, and I'm and I'm quite sure this is the opinion for for millions of fans of Chris Paul, 
and the Phoenix Suns. You know, like you know, this is to the this is to the league. You know, I feel that it's very unfair. Even though you know you can't uh, make a point that um, you need more evidence, but I think it's unfair and not that this referee is ref- refereeing this game due to their situation and their history. This 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 only just go. This this only just go against Chris Paul because he's the head coach has seen this issue himself. So I feel like, as far as the Phoenix Suns, they should say they should have a big complaint about this guy um, refereeing the game. I feel like he shouldn't even referee the championship at all. Absolutely, because Chris Paul will be playing, and then there will be no controversy between the guys. Absolutely, and then that could prove, a, that could prove a valid point. That could go right ahead and prove that point because I, because I think I know where you're going. Go ahead. You know that will prove a point, and even though it probably would look more in the favor of Chris Paul, but it, it gives you an outlook on things. Like maybe this does, um, maybe this guy is a problem with this with this with Chris Paul. You know, right? So. We uh, I was scrolling the internet earlier today, and I came across a quote from former NBA referee Mr. Tim Donahue, who said that I don't believe that um, referees are fixing games, but I do believe that there are players that have bad relationships with play uh, with referees. So if that referee is put into a position where they have to fix a situation they're going to fix it, unquote. How do you feel about those remarks from former NBA referee Mr. Tim Donahue? I mean, that proves that proves a valid point on both sides, as far as the referee side and as far as the player side. And and, you know, that even that even gives that even gives more of a point why Scott Foster shouldn't be refereeing these games, these last two games, at the least amount. At least not have them in these last two games. And if so, please have an eagle eye on this on, on, on the situation on, on Chris Paul. Because here's here's the thing right here. Whatever happens, they're not going to undo it. They're not going to say, we'll play another five minutes. They're not going to undo nothing. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Hey, 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 hey. We have our special guest. We have our special guest uh into uh on the line tonight. His name is Mr. Darren Boomer Williams. He is the owner of Embassy International and we have so much that we want to talk about tonight. Mr. Williams, how are you, sir? Good afternoon, good afternoon. Can you hear me well? Yes, I can hear you very, very well. How are you? I'm doing awesome. I'm doing unbelievably awesome. So it's a beautiful day, beautiful day for basketball, beautiful day for life, and it's an awesome opportunity to speak with you. So um, I appreciate you having me on on your platform. You guys are number one in Pontiac, and um, definitely appreciate that. How you feeling today? Man, I'm doing very, very well, man. I, it, it, I mean, and I'm just humble. And grateful that you, uh, a person that of your stature, could take time out of your busy schedule to uh, stop by the show tonight. Right, so we're just going to jump right into this interview um, and have a uh, and just have a conversation, man, and just have some fun tonight, man. You ready? 
Sounds good. Before we get started, before we get started, so I know we were um, how everything happens in God's timing, how this just happens so fast. So this is what I did. <laughs> I'm going Facebook Live right now, um, tied into my Zoom. Uh, I know you recommended me another another platform I want to consider using. What was the name of it again? No, we're all set. Let's go. Okay, okay. What 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 was the name of that platform you recommended to me? No, uh, no, uh, uh, IFM. That's what we're on right now. Oh, okay, so we good to go. Yes. Okay, great, 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 great. But yeah, uh, as, as far as with the interview, man, awesome to be here, man. Any <clears throat> questions that you have, be happy to answer. All right, awesome, awesome. Hey, I'm going to go to um to my uh, co-host, Sports Talk D Boy. He actually asked the first question, so Sports Talk D Boy, let's go. Yes, yes, yes. How you doing, Mr. Boomer? I'm Mr. doing Darren awesome. Williams. Okay, great, awesome. Great. That's great. That's great. That's great. First of all, I would like to say congratulations on, on for you and all the work that you do in our community. And uh, congratulations on your new book that's coming out. Am I right? And, yes, and congratulations for the things that you did for our tournament the other day. It was, we, we were so happy for you to be there. <laughs> No problem, man. Thank you for having me. It was it was great to be a guest and see some great basketball. Okay, now uh, first of all, could you give um, our fans and everyone else uh, a little insight about yourself? First of all, great, great. Um, personally, my name is Darren Boomer Williams, uh, CEO and founder of Embassy International. Uh, we're a Sicilian-based organization that provides international opportunities for the next generation of global athletes. Uh, more importantly, we teach we teach basketball players how to put their career in their own hands, and um, we have amazing results. Uh, players that need new agent representation, players that need new basketball opportunities in and out the country as far as with scholarships. Um, you know, we're able to provide that. We work direct with NBA and FIBA. We have some very strong ties in the international basketball world. Um, and definitely happy to be here. Um, personally, from Detroit, Michigan, uh, both east side and west side of Detroit. And, um, you know, spent a lot of time in my youth playing basketball, AAU, um, college, Loyola University in Chicago. Uh, was fortunate enough to train with the NBA and work out with multiple NBA teams. Um, and afterwards, I played 10 years professional basketball overseas, uh, won a few championships, a few all-star appearances. Uh, but ultimately, I've, I've been receiving my, my greatest successes and helping other people uh, through our company. That's the big blessing right there. And, 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 and thank you, for, like, again, thank you for all that you do. And I appreciate, you know, guys, guys of our age, you know, your age and younger of doing the things that we, what we could do for the young, for the youth. Um, so, uh, could you talk about, uh, college, what college you went to before you got, uh, before you made your way? Man. So I, I attended university, uh, Loyola university in Chicago. Now mm-hmm. they think, giving a lot of recognition these past few years by, you know, being in the NCAA tournament, um, making yeah. a big way. And we're, and we're definitely, we're proud of them. Go Ramblers. 
Yes, sir. So, um, uh, was college one of your fun years? As a fan question, I like to give a lot of fans, <laughs> and that's going to be one of them. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm in my studio speaking with you. You're not going to get me in trouble today, man. You're okay, no, well, I didn't want you to go that far. I just wanted, you know, out of your high school years, your college years, and as an adult, which 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 one was your funnest years then? I, I, how about I ask it like that? I, I'll be real with you, man. It being at Loyola was extremely fun. It was hard because I had a I had to make this jump from going from the inner city of Detroit to being in a mm-hmm. predominantly Caucasian university full of prestige and excellence and honor. And so that was like a, a, a real tough jump for me, especially educational wise. Um, but as far as fun, I had tons of fun, man. Being in Chicago on the North side of Chicago, um, I made friends all around the globe. Uh, you know, we had our parties that we went to, you know, we played basketball. So we did extensive traveling. Um, but mm-hmm. I would say I have fun, even though at that time I had fun, I had my most fun when I when I played professional basketball overseas. Oh. So what, what was, I don't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, it's, it's fine. Um, oh, yeah, when I was I, going when to I add you. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, overseas. Yeah. yeah, I played overseas for about 10 years, man. I lived on three different continents. I've been over 26 countries, 27 countries. And um, the the fun part about that was this was the culture, you know, going to different cultures, living, experiencing the food, people, you know, playing, winning basketball. Um, but the experiences, you know, I had that college experience, which a lot of my friends didn't have opportunity to to have that. But to have that world experience was, you know, college really set me up for that. So I can't put one above the other. They they played into each other very well. Awesome. So like, um, so like, which one, like when you was playing overseas, which team or which con, yeah, which team that that was your hardest that you had to play against? Who like who had your number? It seemed like this team always gave gave us the worst trouble. So listen to this. <laughs> so I played uh, my longest my longest stint in basketball in one country was um, Italy and Sicily. And so mm-hmm. there for about three and a half years, and we played this team called uh, Cerignola. And Cerignola was a team in Italy in the third division where, you know, they had a team where they spent $300,000 on all their players. You know what I mean? Because overseas, people think that everyone makes millions of dollars overseas. It's only a few it's only a few leagues that's like that. Everyone else, people are getting paid like five thousand, ten thousand a month, a thousand dollars a month, even so. Yeah. So when you have a, so when you have a team where they spent three hundred thousand, that means they they were trying to get the best of the best, all shooters, all bigs, all guards. They trying to be like the, the Golden State Warriors. So this this team we played, um, I played this team six times in one year. I, <laughs> um, unbelievably, wow. I was I was in one area. Of, um, of Italy called uh, Viesta, which is in Puglia, and so I got transferred. I, I I got transferred to Sicily, and I'm like, all right, I'm in Sicily. I'm in a whole new part of the country. I'm in a whole new region. I'm gonna dominate, and then I'm gonna win this championship and go home. Well, upon leaving, upon leaving Puglia, I end up playing this. I had to play Cerignola for the national championship. I thought I escaped them, but I could not. 
um, but we ended up playing them six times in one year, and it, that was just that was just crazy. Um, well, but yeah, that was definitely. What was your record against them guys between you Man, and them teams and that team? I can't even I can't even tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I, I played them six times in one year over a span of three years. I probably played them around ten, and they kicked our they kicked off behind, bro. I think I think we beat them two <laughs> times in like three years. <laughs> okay, so like, okay. Could you explain to our fans and everyone else, like, what's the difference between EuroLeague and uh, and and the NBA? Okay, so like, are, are the rules different? Oh yeah, man, it's just a different atmosphere. You know, on the NBA, mm-hmm. on the NBA level, at least you have thirty teams, thirty solidified teams. It's a lot of publicity. You know, you have um, everyone's in stadiums. When you play in Euro Cup, Euro League, it's that version in Europe, though. So instead of going from state to state in the United States, you're going from country to country. So you're playing some of the best teams in the world, in the entire world. These are teams that can't compete with the NBA. And so when you're playing, man, it, the environments can get real hostile. Um, I played in this league. I played in the Kosovo Super League, uh, which has teams in the Euro Cup now. And during my time there, um, they were setting off bombs inside of the gym. You know, they were throwing bullets and lighters on the floor Jeez. while we were playing. You know, some some uh, you know some teams they have these crazy tactics you would never even think of. Like in the United States, at least in the winter time, the you know the gyms are warm. You got people, you got popcorn, y'all of that, right? In Europe, yes. though, you got. Teams would literally shut off the heat in the entire in the whole building, so it's cold. And when players come in, they're not coming in to warm shower; they coming in a cold environment. So these are things that you would never even expect to happen, uh, but they happen because they they love to win. They love to win. All right, so Pastor, okay, this Sports Talk uh, DT on the line. Uh, yeah, this Sports Talk DT on the line. So let's talk about Embassy International. Okay. So, um, Embassy, Embassy International, like I said, it's a it's a company that uh, that we created in Sicily, Italy, and um, the reason why uh, we created it was to give undermarketed players an above average advantage into going into the international market. Um, our industry is very small. Um, there are about 26 million basketball players in the United States alone. This is from college all the way down to the youth. And so uh, there's about, in the NCAA, less than 20% of basketball athletes get a chance to play overseas. So um, for me playing overseas, I knew that it would be extremely difficult to even reach the NBA. At least these players have a shot market. And so since we built those connections and come to our company, not only do we teach them how to, you know, play in the international market, but more importantly, we teach them how to make money outside of basketball. We teach them how to use yeah. their likeness. And image. We teach them how to market themselves. We teach them how to build their own business in different countries. Um, Embassy was created in, in, in Sicily, Italy. And so we had to go through our measures just to even set up bank accounts. You understand? Wow. Wow. At the same we 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 created a unique pipeline so that Americans say if they were playing in I-75, the I-75 battle, you know, they don't have to uh, 
try to research all of the agents, they can find them right there in our system. Um, if they want to communicate Absolutely. with the kingdom or in Canada or in Mexico, then they don't have to go all over the Internet. They can be a member in our system and get that. In fact, you know, yes, I want Mr. Demetrius James and and um, Open Run Mexico and Arizona Triangle, those are my partners. But we created a, a a pro we created a pro league in Mexico outside of the country. So you know, players like the guys who battle I-75 who really need a shot. All we gotta do is make a phone call. We send them down there. They don't have to go through all the hoops as once before. And so this is the right. this is the power of Embassy is that. Um, we have we created a bridge to reach places where nobody has really established them before. Okay, okay. Hey, listen. Hey, we got to pay some bills real quick, and I'm going to go all the way to an artist that performed at the Battle I-75 2021. His name yeah. is Superstar K, and we're going to overtime right here on IFM Sports Radio, and we're going to be back in just a few moments with more with Mr. Darren Boomer-Williams of Embassy International. Let's go. Let's go. I got some people that know that I love them, but I ain't got time to make all them calls. I say a funny shit, I'm really sleeping the music and lean, got me off the walls. If I gotta tell you, I love you to show it, then you motherfuckers don't know me at all. If I gotta tell you, I love you to show it, then you motherfuckers don't know me at all. I love work overtime. My hustle is overtime. I'm grinding like overtime. Know you when you wrong or right. Hey. Nearly, I'm deep in them trenches, I'm missing my babies, I'm off on the road They calling like crazy, I'm chasing this paper to move out the projects and into a home Studio going to fuck all these hoes, just like a stripper, I can't put a dope I hate these stages, I'm raging by paper like pages, I book it, then I gotta go Ain't told the mom since I left from the land, so many cities don't know where I am Charter room buses and planes waking up in hotels in the day by the setup like camp Okay, she's sweating a nigga like damn, even my woman that's straight from the plan Since I got married, my brother got locked up, man calling me, telling me check on the fam I'm out here jugging the streets once again, profit the mood that they say once again They back to making the play once again, I wanna see all of my niggas win I gotta see how I jugger them M's, got a cop three with my Bentley and Benz You don't see me with a couple of friends, the hustle is real and this shit never ends Ay. Sorry, I ain't took the time to call. I'm moving so that we get at it all. The balance makes it hard sometimes to fall. Yeah. I got the people that know that I love them, but I ain't got time to make all them calls. I say a grunting shit, I'm really sleeping. The music and lean got me off the walls. If I gotta tell you, I love you to show it, then you motherfuckers don't know me at all. If I gotta tell you, I love you to show it, then you motherfuckers don't know me at all. My love works overtime. My hustle is overtime. I'm grinding like overtime. Know you when you wrong or right. Yeah. Yo, 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 yo. It's your boy Sports Talk DT. A.K.A. ESPN from the hood, A.K.A. LeVar Ball from Yachtown, and I'm live on IFM Sports Radio with my main man, 
Mr. Darren Boomer Williams of Embassy International. What's going on, Boomer? I'm doing well. How about you, sir? Man, I'm doing very well. And I got my main man, Sports Talk D-Boy, uh, uh, right here. What's going on, Sports Talk? Yo, yo, yo. This is Mr. D-Boy himself. How y'all doing, everybody? Man, they call him the, they call him the real D-Boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What everybody else call him, man. And definitely got to give a shout-out to Tina T. All the ones and twos making it happen. Uh, got definitely got to give a shout-out to my producer, Mr. Rolo Solo Dolo. He is the host of the Relax and Relate Show. That appears every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturdays on IFM Radio Nation. Definitely got to give a shout-out to the third piece of the Sports Talk team, Sports Talk Dave. What's going on, Sports Talk Dave? I know you're not on the line. We just give you a shout-out tonight. I got one question, then I'm going to throw it back to my man, Sports Talk D-Boy. Hey, so, Boomer. Um, So, if so... How, how does Embassy International, those players currently in the United States of America, get to where they want to be? So, the first, how Embassy helps them is that we help them put their career in their own hands. Um, and we do that by giving them direct access to the world's top agents, agencies, and FIBA-certified teams that we do business with. So, yes, some of the results players have, uh, received after working with us is that we've had players who um, who wanted to play basketball overseas, so, uh, you know, players who are in college, you know, people who had those big names from where we're from, um, but they just didn't quite make it. But after working with us, they signed their first contracts. Um, we've had players wow. who need a new education, and they found it within 24 to 48 hours after signing up with us. Um, we even have players who never set foot on a college floor. Um after working with us, got them, inter, um, you know, tryouts with the NBA G League, you know, personal workouts and tryouts internationally. Um, I'm very proud of our work. Uh, we've been one yes, of the sir. only companies during COVID-19 um, that has gotten players jobs where 80% of the federations have shut down. Um, so um, we're, if we can make it through something as substantial as COVID-19, I'm pretty sure we could continue to thrive and continue to help other players in this time now. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, what what has been your uh, percentage rate of players that have uh, actually received uh, opportunities? Well, to, to this day, I can run some numbers by you. Um, we have serviced over 1,000 players in over 70 countries in the past two and a half Jesus years of um, – of operation um, to as far as with our numbers, because success is practically based on the hard work of, of the players because we give them all the tools that they need. But Absolutely. Um, we have private pro skills clinics called the Embassy pro skills clinics where players receive NBA direction by our all NBA staff. And in our private clinics, even though we have around 20 to 30, we keep it very small by invite only. I would say 90% of the athletes who come to our events, they walk away with professional basketball opportunities. Uh, 30% of the players have actually signed professional contracts um, either before or immediately afterward coming to our events. Um, we are wow. not a combine. Um, usually at combines, players, they pay, they play, they leave with nothing. With us, um, 
We like to do our work ahead of time. We promote the players before they touch down, so at least we can give them something in their hand that can move forward with new agent representation yes. or even professional basketball out the country. That is so that is so awesome awesome for you to create this format to give players to uh, an avenue to take their game to the next level. Hey, so Sports Talk D-Boy, what you got for uh, uh, Mr. Boomer right now? Okay, well, um, first, before we move on, I would like to, I would like, if we have any, if we, if we like, have any callers who would like to call in and talk to Mr. Boomer himself, please call in right now at IFM Radio, 515-605-9898. Give us a call. Now, boom, boomer. Yes, yes, sir. Um, one quick question: Like, how often are you? Um, how often are you? You and your guys are around the, our area, like the Detroit area, Oakland County area, or what all area do you stretch out here in Michigan? So I'm gonna be real with you, man. I'm from Detroit, Michigan, so I have a pretty solid base in Detroit. Um. But, of course, you know, we're taught to stay in our cities, right? I've been all around yes, the world. that's true. I've been all around the world, brother. And I'm going to tell you, coming to your event in Pontiac, that was the first time I came to Pontiac for an actual event. And it was it was not far from me at all. And so I am I'm going to make it my purpose for the remainder of this summer to not only touch Pontiac, but to touch Saginaw, to touch Flint, to touch Lansing. Um, all these are all cities in Michigan um, that have great talent, NBA talent, overseas talent, collegiate talent. And, but there's no, I haven't seen anyone make that bridge. So that's my that's my personal goal. Um, we have all the international contacts available, but with your help, we can we can we can um, we can get to these cities and and you know touch hands, see the talent and then give them those opportunities just like at the Battle of I-75. Okay, like, okay, um, are there are there any, like, stipulations? Like, like what is the do's and don'ts to be able to, to, be able to uh, associate with you guys? Like, far as, like, coming straight out of high school or, like, you know, what's the age limit? You know, okay. can, I, can, a, can a person just come straight out of high school or – you know, like say, okay, no, you know what, better yet, let me ask you this: say, say, right. say it's a student having trouble in um in school, you know, and just can't get right, but he got talent or whatever, and he reached out to you or to your organization. What would you do, or what would your organization do for that for that child or for that student? And we and that's an awesome question. Thank you. We we've had players who are in that situation who were in high school who set up phone calls with us. Uh, we we normally don't talk to high school players. Uh, me as a professional scout, the best I can do is just give them my advice as a former player. So if there's a player that's coming out of high school, their number one goal and objective is to build their resume. Um, this is this is uh, something to answer your, the stipulation question that you just asked. Is that they yeah. have to focus made. Many players, they might have the talent to play international basketball, might even go to the NBA. But the, what, what separates great, um, great players from the greatest players and receiving those opportunities 
is their resume strength. So if they're in high school, they have to work on going to prep school. They have to work on going to JUCO. They have to work on getting to university level. You know, they have to, you know, uh, perform so that they may have a chance for NBA G League. Everything feeds into each other. Um, but um, also, here's another answer to your question. Film. Film is like the number one thing. And so yeah. basketball players, you know, it's a, it will be a luxury. Like, for example, Battle of I-75, for me to be there would is like a luxury to um, – for me being there is like a luxury to the event because very rarely do you have professional scouts that work with NBA and FIBA live at an event. Usually these companies or these agencies or these teams, they require you to send them film. And most players who have the talent, they don't have the film. They don't have it put together. And so we as a company, we, we have our, our ways of shaping and remolding um, players so that once they touch social media where, you know, a team can look at them, then they are they are seen and viewed as credible with their skills. Um, so you definitely need resume. You definitely need um, film. Um, and also, like I said, they need to work with embassies because even if you don't have those things, um, we have staff that's available. Um, we have events that's available to bring you up to date. So and I don't mean to talk too much. I just want to – I know time is our most valuable asset, so I just want to give you all of me while I'm here. Um, no, that, that's perfect. Go ahead. We need that. Yeah. So, the, players, the people need that. That's watching this right now. Um, it's players who set up phone calls with myself or, or with my staff, yes. and they have film, but it's from five years ago, two years ago, three years wow. ago. Well, that film is outdated. You know, it, it can yes, help sir. you down a lot. You know, when you decide to start your own business, we show you how to do that. But if you have a chance or to play now, people want to see what you have been doing during COVID. Um, what I tell players is that, you know, COVID-19 has been a ultra blessing to the basketball community. It literally started everything. Yes, it has. It started everything over. And so if you have been training during COVID, if you have been uh, communicating with teams during COVID, if you have started your business during COVID, you you know, the government is paying companies to restart. You know what I mean? If you have been showing activity during this time where everything restarted, then it's going to benefit you as a player, as a future businessman. Um, one of the best things about the Battle of I-75 is that we got a chance to see who was working and who was not working. You know, I've seen some players who had skills, but they wasn't working out. They weren't in shape. I've seen some players who were playing during COVID in other countries, so they came back and dominated. So if you have not been working, we do have events that are set up to where we can evaluate you as a player. We can get your film updated. We can we can create your uh, your resume, and then we also give you the avenue to reach out and contact the teams who are looking for players of your caliber. Um, to my knowledge, there's no company out there who's doing what we're doing. And this is why we believe we're going to be here for a long time because it's not money for us. It's really our successes is based off the success of the players. Awesome, so, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Hey, so Boomer, so, this sports hey, talk DT. Uh, yeah. So, so we got Lamont Bozeman on the line. Hey, Lamont, yeah. thanks for calling in live on Sports Talk DT. Um, 
You are live with Boomer Williams. Uh, what questions you got for uh, Mr. Boomer? Uh, like, what's the, you know, how did you start your process, your journey, hooping overseas? Mr. Bozeman, great question, man. Happy that you're on the line. Um, what started my what started my process um, was different from everybody else. Um, I had a private trainer who was an NBA scout for the Indiana okay. Pacers, and so playing at Loyola. Um, I didn't have a super big name, but I believed that I had the talent to play on the next level. So I had external help to get me into those doors to train with Tim Grover, you know, Michael Jordan's trainer, all these different people. I was blessed with favor. But once I got into those, once I stepped foot in those doors, I had to bust my behind. I had to, you know, make mistakes, you know, and look at my mistakes and capitalize off of it. Um, But I was blessed to have an agent, an NBA agent, and he set me up with my first job overseas, and then it's been on since it's been on from there. Um, you know, the overseas the overseas experience is uh, it can be quite difficult because people think that you're just going to go over there and make money, and that's it. Well, you have to adjust to culture. You have to be friendly with your teammates that speak a different language. You have to be careful of uh, your activity outside of the court because you know the you know, messing with the wrong girl could get you in trouble. You understand? Um, yeah. Drinking too much, out, you know, drinking too much can get you in trouble. Your social media now, you know, social media exposes everything. Social media can get you in trouble with your team. Um, being a great player but not being a great person costs you tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars because you're, you're a good player but the team, we don't work well with you, so we're not going to bring you back. That can end your career. Um, these are all things that I that I um, during my time of playing. Okay, perfect. So, like another question, like what's like some of the good things to do, like in the downtime while you over there in the season? I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> that's an awesome question. Thank you. The best thing that you can do as an international player is plan your future, and I'm gonna tell you why. When you play basketball overseas, when you have opportunity to go overseas, you are you go to the gym. You go to the gym about four hours a day. So you might have a practice in the morning with your shoot around. That could last one hour, two hours. That's just a shoot around. But then you got the real practice in the afternoon. And players in different countries, you know, if they're a native of that country, they have, they probably have to go to work. So while everybody's working, you can be at home in between, you know, in between your breaks, you know, with practices every day. So you have a wealth of time. And I advise future, like work on, like work on things you're passionate about um, outside of basketball because basketball really shines light on everything that you're great at, you know, because it's a platform, just like how this radio station, it's a platform. Basketball is a platform. So if um, you can, yeah, you can have some downtime. Go go get a massage. I, I used to love getting like massages at our team hospital. I used to love going down to the beach and meditate, put my feet in the water. You know, take you know, uh, go to different restaurants. You know, that's a really good thing. Um, your local celebrity or a star where you are. So as a basketball player, they see you on the court. They might not see you off of it. So just by taking a quick stroll through town will allow the people to see you and touch you and build that relationship with you. So, 
you know, that make you feel good as a player. So that's that's great. That's a great thing you do. Um, but ultimately, you should be planning your life outside of basketball so that once it's done, you can move into it successfully and be happy with what has resonated. I know a lot of players who are stuck playing because they don't know what to do. Like, I'm 34 years old. I own a multinational business at 34. It didn't happen overnight. It took 10 years, 12 years to create, to make, to make inspiration. But I know players my age who are still stuck playing because they didn't do that work. So now when they leave the game, they don't even know where they're going to work. They don't know. They don't have any other language skills. They don't know any business skills. Um, but this is why we are here to help players with that transition also. Okay. Perfect, perfect. I hope I'm not talking yeah. too much. I just know. I just know. No, you're fine. you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're live to you. You live yeah. to help the people. You're fine. To, you, you're fine. It's all good. Don't no problem. Beautiful. These are the these are the questions that need to be answered. For sure. Absolutely. Hey, uh, Mr. Bozeman, you got anything else for Mr. Williams tonight? No, that no, that's it, man. I got to get to my next workout, man. That's it. Man, yeah, I appreciate look- you for calling in tonight. Yeah, we look forward to What's having that him speak to him. Very, um, very nice guy. Got some great skills. Um, he needs those prerequisites done as we discussed. Um, but we're gonna get that set up, man. I think we we can have a great opportunity for him outside of the country because he, you know, he showed that passion. He showed that dedication. That's something. Those are two things you need in this game. It's a lonely game, but um, it could pay you for the rest of your life if you if you play it well. So we look forward to having him. Man, yeah, I just well, want to we definitely say, appreciate want to say thank you for the opportunity. No problem. Man, we definitely want to send our congratulations to Lamont Bozeman from everyone here on behalf of Sports Talk DT and IFM Sports Radio. Um, for you even accepting the, uh, the opportunity, man, this is a big opportunity for you. So go chase it, man. And everyone here at Sports Talk DT is rooting for you, man. So we. Thank you for calling in and good luck, man. Go get him. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, most definitely, most definitely. Hey, so Boomer, hey, so tell me something, man. Yes, sir. How does the international game differ from the NBA game? It's a lot. Is it more competitive? Is it more competitive? Is it more defensive? I mean, I mean, what are some similarities and differences of the NBA game versus the international game? Well, some similarities is that everybody's playing basketball and they want to win. So that's a similarity. Similarities is that uh, once people see the game, they love watching the game. They love supporting it. It's becoming world. It's becoming like a world, um, a world sport. You know, you know, baseball is an American sport. American football is American, but basketball is one of those sports to where they can play it in every country. And so those are yes, similarities. Um, the difference is, oh, another similarity is this. No matter where you play basketball at around the world, um, you are seen as a star. You are, you're on a platform. So wherever you are, you can use basketball to tell something, whether that's NBA or whether that's overseas. The differences are this, though. One difference is that um, the environment is totally different. So in America, you know, 
we got street ball, which is outside concrete. You know, they play street ball overseas. But you got the hard, you got the hardwood floor, right? And some, and yes. some country, in some countries, there are no hardwood floors at all. Wow. So a player who plays on hardwood, plays concrete, they know the difference. They know the soft, soft, you know, what's soft and what's hard. Sometimes in different countries, you're playing on all hard surfaces, so it's more damaging to your body. Okay, so yes. playing overseas a lot more rigorous. Um, the games are different. So in the United States, let's say AAU, you might play three games a day in AAU. Or in, in college, you might play two or three games a week, right? In the NBA, yes. they're playing 80 games plus the playoffs. Overseas, most teams are playing one to two games a week. Um, I've played in leagues where – you know, in the off season we were playing multiple games a week, but during the season we only play one game a week, like football. So that could be, you know, in the NBA, if you have a bad game, at least you got two more to redeem yourself in the same week. Overseas, right. if you have a bad, you gotta wait a whole week to redeem yourself. You know, yes, <laughs> that, that'd be real frustrating. Get um, um, more passionate overseas in the United States, also. Uh, you have, just like soccer, it's becoming that type of popularity with basketball. So you got, you have gangs that's built around basketball teams, that's built around cities. You know, yeah. in the United States, you got high school, college, NBA, right? Over cities, right. you have, you have like a, like elementary school, like a K through 12. They don't do K through 12 or something else, but you can spend your whole life with one club. This is from age three to 18 to 30. Like you can. Right, so let me ask you this. Would you say that that's the type of route that um, say a Tony Parker or a Killian Hayes or um, some, uh, or Tony Gobert or Paul Gasol, some of the, or Arvita Sabonis, or his son Demonis Sabonis, some of those guys that took the uh, Mono Ginobili. Those, uh, is that the, is that the route that some of those international guys that we know in the NBA took to the, took to get to the NBA? Yeah, well, you you have to understand here in the United States, you know, every state is like. State is like its own country, if you think about it. You know, Michigan is different from Texas. It's different from California. And the school systems is different. Um, when it comes to sports internationally, like I said, you have actual clubs. So you can spend your whole life with one club. You can start playing basketball at three and be with the one club. This, you're Now you're 10 years old. You're with the same club. Then you – you're now 18. You're with the same club. Now you're 30. You're with the same team. Um, but they're they are more because they pay their players early. They sign them the contracts early. In the United States, you know, the much as we do is transfer high schools over there. If they're transferring clubs, they're getting paid to do so. Somebody is somebody's paying a contract. Um, you know, I think that that's like the best thing because it's like a farm system. It's like an incubator. That's what we're doing at Embassy is we're creating this incubator to where, you know, if, if it's a player that we see on our radar who's young, 
they can they can practically come up through embassy, um, even though we don't have all the pieces yet, but that's something I envision. So where now, man, once they become professional, they have been so long that it would be nothing to help them, um, you know, to play professional basketball. But that's how they have that. Absolutely. And, and you know what else? So, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The difference over there is that no matter what age you are, it's all on your skill level. And so when you when you're in the United States, you could be in middle school, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, you playing sixth, seventh, and eighth graders. At that same age overseas, you can have players that's fourteen, fifteen years old playing against grown men like me at fifteen. And yeah. then when they become twenty one, they just freaking monsters. Um, I had a kid on my team. This guy was this guy was like 14 years old playing against grown American men. And now he's like 21 and he's he's freaking killing everybody overseas. Um yes. I, I got one guy that's in the Olympics right now. His name is um Danilo Barthel. Uh, when I used to play in Germany, he, when I played, I was 20 23 years old, I signed my first contract. He was like 17 years old, playing against grown American men. Now he's like, now he's 27. He's playing in the Olympics at 26, 27. Wow. So it's when you see people like Tony Parker, um, Killian from from Detroit Pistons. When you see players like that, you gotta understand like they might be young, but they've been playing against. They've been playing against grown men all their life, all their teenage years. So if they were to come to college, they would destroy college. Like, man, I'm playing against former NBA players at 15 years old. So if I come to college, I'm just going to destroy everybody, you know. But that's another so, uh, that I well. I, I Another um, theory or rumor or story that has been told from a lot of guys that I personally know that have went overseas is that there are many different levels, like uh, there's a top competition level and maybe a B level or a C level. Um, right. is, is there any facts to that? Can you, can you provide some clarity about that type of setup overseas? For sure. Um, so you mentioned it earlier. You got, like, you got EuroLeague and EuroCup. Those are right under the NBA. Um, as a matter of fact, those are probably higher than NBA G League. Um, because they they have about two four players American athletes who have either formerly played in, in the NBA or NBA G League. That's like the super top of the top. Um, but then you you have the different countries. Every country has multiple leagues. Um, I mentioned Euro Cup, Euro League. I was saying that those are the top teams from specific countries playing in one league. So it's not like, like, like the top team of Italy, top team of Germany, top team of Croatia, top team of Kosovo, top team. And they're, and then they have their specific league, right? Um, yeah. Then you have the individual countries. So the individual countries have multiple leagues. For example, I played in Italy, right? Um, Italy had five divisions. You got Series I, um, you got Series B, Series C, Series D. Well, that's four. But then within each of those series are multiple leagues. So I played in a, I played in Series C, which is the third division. The third division had a lot of competition because these are all players who played overseas or they played top division one. And that was the third division. 
You got the yes, second sir. division um, series B that don't even allow American athletes at all. They won't even they won't even let them play because we won a championship. Wow. I sent my team to series B and they like, man, you can't play because you American. So wow. if I want if I wanted to play in the top league of series I series series A, then I would have to um you know, I would have to have those connections to play because those are players who really played in the NBA at that level. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, like I said it's all it's all about your resume and your and the people representing you. Um, you got Germany. I played in Germany. Germany had like five or six different divisions, and I played in the top the top two divisions. You got Kosovo. Kosovo had three or four divisions, and I played in the Super League of Kosovo. You know what I mean? Is that so, right? Exactly. So these are if you when you hear people say they went overseas, it doesn't mean that they were playing on the top level, getting hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, I can tell you yes, now sir. that. I didn't make a lot of money playing basketball. I made more money in, in business um, than I ever did in playing basketball. But it was through yes, my sir. experience. My experience is what is is what um, has catapulted our company. Has allowed relationships with NBA and FIBA. Um, so I'm getting it all of mine on the back end, and this is what I'm teaching players. Don't worry about the money right now. Like, the money, like, yeah, it's cool. Like, you know, if you go to the NBA, they're going to give you the bag up front, but you got to live the rest of your life off that money. So you can't mess it up because if you mess up about the NBA, that's just over with, right? But if you went overseas, they might not pay you as much, but the experience will have you being paid for the rest of your life. And that's my ultimate goal with players. I'm like, man, go to a a country where – Basketball is not big, and then be the star there, and then now you can do camps in that country country every year, and what they were supposed to pay you, now you can just get it in camp money or sponsorship money or another type of business, real estate. You know what I mean? That's what, that's, Absolutely. That's what we can do. Basketball opened up tremendous outlets and avenues that could pay you know, I believe in all men play, but for a black man, you know, black, we have very limited opportunities. Um, God has blessed us to have, you know, the ability to think and, uh, and to have athletic ability. So if we can capitalize Absolutely. on that, you know, if we can capitalize, then th- there's room for us to, to to make money when we're not bouncing a ball anymore. So awesome. at an early hey. I am, and I want to show other players how to do that right now. You know what, and that's so very, very admirable of you. You know, a lot of times, you know, as us as of the African-American descent, and I'm not speaking for every person, a lot of times we we want to be out in the forefront, so front, you know what I mean, that we have to take all of the credit for this, we have to take all of the credit for that. But for you to say that, but for you to say that you, want to just create an opportunity or create an avenue for someone else, that's so very, very admirable. Uh, admirable. Um, and I appreciate you uh, as well, you know, for even just creating that avenue because I know some so many people, and even just right here in the city of Pontiac, uh, Boomer, just want the opportunity. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm, I, 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 know, I know so many people that pray the prayer to say, Lord, just give me a chance. You know mm. what I mean? Like, I mean... I mean, if, if somebody would just knock on uh, knock on my door, you know what I mean? It would. 
I would take advantage of it or I would seize the opportunity. You know what I mean? So I thank you for even just giving that door uh, available to be knocked on. Hey, so we're gonna go. We're gonna go directly to your book. We almost out of time. We're gonna go directly to your book, and I'm gonna throw this one to Sports Talk D Boy. Um, so Boomer, tell me a little bit about your book, the title of it, what it's about, and everything, and then uh, Sports Talk D Boy got a few questions. So the name of our book is called Basketball Secrets: uh, Ten Secrets to Becoming a Professional Basketball Player. Um, it's basically it's the player's guide to career success, uh, longevity and financial sustainability uh, in an international market. So this book basically does three things. The first thing this book does is show players um, in the beginning phases, like what basketball is, how it, how, it can help, how it can help you, how it can help define your purpose, and moving forward into other dreams that you may have, just using that as that platform. Um, the second thing that it does is that it teaches players – not only how to build their personal teams for this, um, but also to mentally get them ready so that when they got their foot in the door, they can prolong their career. Because this is a very small industry we're getting into. But the final thing that this book does is that it helps with the transition period. Um, I'm pretty sure you know players who have played professional or who have played um, overseas, but they got to make that they got to make that transition into the real world. So this book shows them how to make money outside of basketball. It teaches them uh, the power of learning different languages. It shows them how to build their own company in different countries. It shows them the power of their passports. It shows them how to have the right diets, you know, uh, when playing, when not playing, you know. Um, so it from start, middle to end, the book covers everything. And so um, players that I know who have who have received this book, um, they have ended up in a better situation than where they were before they, before they received the book. And now, you know, those same players are now playing international basketball without playing Division I basketball. And now they're overseas in the international market without an agent. You know what I mean? Now they're, uh, now they're gaining films so that when they are done, they can show – what they have done, and they they will they were they're gonna financially prosper from that. Um, but the and that, that's just the main purpose of the book. The book is just to show players this is what you can do with the game. This is how you get in. This is how you when you get your foot in the door. This is how you prolong your career. But ultimately, this is how you transition into becoming a businessman for yourself or to work corporate. These are the things that people are gonna look for. Um, in- all right, Mr. Boomer, this sports talk D boy. I got a couple of questions, sir, if you don't mind. Not a problem. Okay, like um, for example, like the agents. What's the difference between the um, the NBA agents and the EuroLeague agents? So, it's basically two different verifications, if you will. So, an NBA agent usually go through MBPA. Um, National Basketball, like Players Association, they have to receive that accreditation so that they can represent players in the NBA. And you have FIBA. Um, it's the Inter- International Basketball Federation. Um, so those are to- two totally different things. NBPA is just for NBA. Um, 
the FIBA certified agent is for the international market. Um, it's different rules, and so um, you can have agents with one or the other, or you can have agents with both of them. Um, you know, it just depends on what level that the agent wants to go to. If they're on a top tier, if they work for an agency in the United States, they get an NBA agent. They won't even focus internationally because the NBA is going to pay so much more, but the talent is so much rare. Um, you got players, you got agents who only focus on the international market. Maybe they might be in a specific country and they get a FIBA agent and they can only have a certain amount of players that they represent because they have to pay they have to pay uh, dues and fees according to how many players that they have. So one agent might have ten players, but they gotta pay they gotta pay ten grand a year or fifteen grand a year, you know, because they gotta pay for every player that they represent. So yeah, they 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 want the money, you know, and that's fair because it, you gotta respect everyone's job, especially if you had the connections that help get players to their dreams. Okay, okay. So, question. So, huh? Oh, yeah. I was saying, yeah. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, yeah. It, basically, mostly. So, one more question. Uh, fire. So. But you kind of already answered that. You say that the NBA pays more that they don't even, that the NBA agents don't even want to look nowhere else. That's right, right? Because I was going to ask you which one pays the most, but that kind of answered it. <clears throat> so far as FIBA agents, but they have they, FIBA agents have like more resu- more resources. Like they, they have, some, you know, uh, like they're what? able to reach out to get to get around to get to find more players somewhat i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you why so with the nba with the agents that's in the nba they primarily want to focus on players the top top division one players players that played at university of michigan kansas and even even some of those they can make money thousands or millions of dollars and they receive a percentage of that generally is around four percent um four to five percent in the nba which adds up especially when a player was bringing in hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars um i know agents right now who who got who's banking because they have five six seven players who played in the nba um and then they have players overseas so fiba um now there's different levels in FIBA, so you got players who making more money overseas than in the actual NBA. Um, Tony Kukoc was an example. Um, Tony Kukoc, when they played them for the Bulls, when he was playing overseas, he was making millions of dollars, and he took the pay cut to even come to the Chicago Bulls. You understand? So his agent, pretty surely, he got paid. Um, but FIBA does have reach. FIBA has reach because you know, um, if if that agent has particular resources in multiple countries, all they got to do is make a phone call because it's, this is a relationship business. Um, I believe that I pose a threat to maybe I pose a threat to these to, to these people, but really, my company actually helps agents, helps teams, and helps players all around the board. And so, um, you know, the agents that I have worked with have gotten great starts and got great players 
because they had a company like Embassy who had players on the ground floor who just need, who just needed that shot. And since we did the betting processes, it was much easier for the agent to solidify a player. You understand? Instead of the agent actually doing it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, go ahead. So as a FIBA agent, can a FIBA agent come and recruit a high school player going away on their way to college over here? Like, can a FIBA agent come to, let's say, uh, Detroit Central and um, or Detroit Mercy or whatever, and come recruit a player? No. No. Um, it's ways around that, which I won't say. Um, but no, no, no need for that. Uh, it's not recommended. Um, first, first of all, the the rules before have become enlightened. So before you couldn't even talk to an agent. Like before, you couldn't be seen with the agent, or you would be you could lose scholarships and all of that. Now the NCAA has found a way to where you know they have this new incubation for agents that they have to pay a certain fee and now they can speak and communicate with with players um even as far as represent them if they if they wish to go to the nba if they don't make it you know what i mean like it's like the everything is being lightened as before FIBA agents are not going to recruit FIBA agents are not going to recruit high school players in the united states um unless these players are top tier talent. Um, you, you know, you you haven't seen many players make that jump. You've seen Lamelo Ball make that jump. You see Brandon Jennings make that jump. But consider they were the top five players in their class. And so, if a uh, you know for an agent to even discover a high school player would be, you know, they would have to have somebody on the ground floor like really looking because they're paying attention to the collegiate athletes. Um, that's why it's important for players to really think about in the international market, need to think about going to college because you're playing against players in the NCAA who are grown men. And um, every, NCAA has three di- different divisions, one, two, and three. You know, but uh-huh. within division, you got, you got tiers as top as uh, ATC all the way down to the Horizon League or the Colonial. Yeah, you know what I mean? So – they they don't even have time to to even go to the high school unless they top unless they super top tier. Um, okay. But we, okay. Yeah, um, I can talk about this all day, but you know it's it's this thing to where basketball is becoming this it's already this big money generator. Um, the players are starting to have more benefits. Um, the opportunities are starting to open more. And I'm going to say embassy is in the mix of it all um, because now, you know, if a, now if a player wanted to go from high school to play international basketball, embassy, we can do it because we have relationships with collegiate programs internationally. So, for example, okay. they're at Detroit Central or, Pony, or Pontiac Northern, right? Right? Uh, so you got a player who um, – who get in college interest, and they like, you know what, I don't even want to go to the NCAA. I just want to play overseas. Um, well, through us, we started a program. We haven't promoted it, but we started a program to so where now if a player has that talent where they want to play overseas, 
we can get them an overseas opportunity with the university that we do business with in our programs overseas. So they can get an international scholarship. They can get a world degree. They can play against um, professional basketball players, professional basketball teams, receive their education, and get paid for it. So Okay. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, Miss uh, Brother Boomer, but we, I need to get, let you get your shout-outs because our time is running out. And oh, okay. you cool. also give, cool. give give your shout-outs and give out your uh, where you could be reached at uh, via okay. Instagram, Facebook, and all. Big shout-out to Open Run Mexico. Big shout-out shout to Arizona Triangle. Um, big shout-out to our staff, Amy Haskins, Isis Thorpe, and our upcoming staff that I won't mention, but they're coming aboard. Um, a big thank you to everyone who's watching this. Uh, please, we're going to send the link to support the book, Basketball Secrets, um, 10 Secrets to Becoming a Professional Basketball Player, bestseller, now on Amazon.com. Um, definitely appreciate this time from the Sports Talk Radio, and uh, I look forward to having referrals from you guys because once they see this, they're going to want that shot. Um, so we're going to get together so that, you know, if you have players of interest, you can forward them, and then we'll take care of you, referrals or, or whatnot, or invite you to some of our private events also. Thank you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I, I'd like to say thank you, sir, for all the things that you're doing for us and for us as a youth, for us as a community. Thank you. We appreciate you for coming out to the tournament, and uh, we hope that to see you at pretty more events that we may have coming up pretty soon. And um, we appreciate if you wouldn't mind coming coming on and give us another visit on some spare time if you have any, you know. And I will. Uh, and thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Appreciate everything. And all I'm gonna pass. If if there's any player out there that you know that um is on the semi pro level or have played collegially, they want to um, try their um, their measures in the international market. Visit us at embassyinternational.com. Uh, we are available on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter uh, at Embassy INTL, which is short for international. Um, look us up, add us, join us, and we'll be here to help you um, provide you a global stage for your global talent. Talk to you shortly. Awesome, Appreciate awesome, it. awesome, man. And I definitely want to give a shout-out to my children, Destiny and Demaya. They always support their dad. Thank you so much. Again, thank you to uh, Mr. Boomer Williams for uh, tuning in and being a guest on our show tonight for Embassy International, his entire, his entire organization. I definitely look forward to reading that book. To my engineer, my uh, producer, uh, to my third wheel of the Sports Talk team, Sports Talk Dave. Man, I appreciate everybody. The Battle I-75 was a, a complete success. Shout-out to Honor Community Health, uh, our corporate sponsor, Community Resource Network, with uh, Melissa McQueen, also motheringjustice.org. Man, I love everybody. Everyone have a, a great, great night. Hey, Boomer, if you don't mind, just stand on just about another 45 seconds just to give me a voice drop. My producer is going to be on the back uh, side with you just to, he going to guide you and direct you on exactly what you need to do, exactly just 45 seconds of your time. Um, and we'll be all set. Hey, but just one last thing. Tina T, do me a favor. Kick the theme song. Y'all have a good night.
Yeah. Sports. DT Sports Talk. All we talk sports. Sports Talk. All I know is sports. DT Sports Talk. Talk about some sports. Yeah. Sports Talk. All we know is sports. DT Sports Talk. All we talk is sports. Sports Talk. All I know is sports. Yeah. DT Sports Talk. Yeah. All we no talk is sports. Skin. Touchdown every time I score, I'm in the zone like 2-3. Hustle hard like Nipsey, bring the corners back, Jalen Ramsey. In the trees like a Jaguar, but I switch it up, I'm an Aries. I ram it, chillin' in the clouds with some angels I met in Los Angeles. Run through it, I'm a tight end, Derrick Henry. Yeah, I'll forever be legendary. Rest in peace to Kobe, LeBron James, you can't coach me. Bring life to the game like MJ, then I get bored like Capella and transform it like Steph Curry. I'ma make a splash, go K. The K stands for play. Started getting rings like Vince, so they gave the trophy my name. Man, I'm cold like Lambo. It get messy when I kick it like Ronaldo or Neymar. Either you going home or going hard. This sports talk with DC. No sleep.